Hello, podcast listeners. I hope you're well. I hope you're happy and healthy and had a great long weekend or are having a great long weekend if you listen to this on the Monday when it comes out. So in this episode, I dive into branding, specifically the difference between personal brand and business branding, uh, specifically for those of you who are contractors, trainers, coaches, uh, you know, practitioners who are working to build brand whilst working alongside or under a business, which is also working to build business branding as well. So I frame up some ways to think about this stuff, simplify it. I, get, I walk through five different, um, what I feel like key viewpoints on this. And then I round it out with some specific ways for you to frame up your, your content because that's gonna be a big part of this. If you're a employee or contractor or coach, uh, how to how to frame it up and align it with the business owner because this can help amplify your work. And then if you're the owner or the creator, there's still a lot in here for you. And at the end here, I frame up how you can help your employees, your staff through this period as well and through this work as well and how it can also benefit you in doing so. Hope you enjoy it. There's a lot in here. And if you've got any specific questions on this stuff, as always, send them along. Uh, otherwise, that's it from me. Hope you enjoy episode 70, the Access Potential Podcast, and you're listening to John Marsh. So about a week ago, I started to see a lot of noise, a lot of commotion around this new Netflix documentary, uh, which I guess had been out for a little while, and it's called Tiger King. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, a lot of you have heard about it. I started to see the memes, the humor. It looked like there was a lot of entertainment value. And at the same time, it was this documentary. So anyway, in the last week or so, I made my way through the series. And it's basically a show around, you know, these sort of crazy people in the States who raise and sell and show exotic big cats, tigers and lions. And anyway, at the end of the series, it, it, the story unfolds each episode around these characters. And at the end of the series, there's this extra episode. And in this, each character jumps on, or most of them jump on, and share some thoughts post-documentary. So how their life has changed, any extra thoughts they might have had since seeing the documentary. Basically brings in a little bit of context from each of the characters. And I found myself at this time with these thoughts, with these, with this narrative around each of the characters, whether it was Doc Antle, whether it was the guy with the painted prosthetic legs, whether it was Jeff Lowe, the sketchy guy who did all the trips to Las Vegas. Anyway, whatever it was, each of these people, I had a certain kind of opinion or view or worldview about. And so really what we're talking about here is this concept of personal brand, right? And in this episode of the podcast today, I wanted to address this question, which I've received. I got asked a couple of times. Most recently was on uh, an Instagram post about the difference between personal brand and business brand. And I specifically want to address this in the context of the employee, the contractor, the coach, the trainer, the person who is working within the facility of a bigger brand or business who's wanting to amplify 
their own brand, who's wanting to sort of ramp up, whether it's content creation, basic strategies or tactics to boost their personal brand. So the first thing we need to do is understand what this word brand means, this kind of concept of brand, and really look at what we're talking about here. Because a lot of people hear this word, they think about logos, they think about typeface, they think about colors, and all of these sort of brand identity aspects. And we need to go deeper. So one person we can turn to is kind of the semi-godfather of branding. His name's Marty Neumeyer. Uh, he's written some great books, including The Brand Gap and another one which is my favorite called Zag. And he has a definition which goes as follows. A brand is a person's gut feeling about a product, service, or organization. And then he pretty much hit the nail right on the head. One thing I've noticed is as we you know, talk about, say, Tiger King and each of the characters, we go back and forth and we, we come to this collective feeling as well, this collective agreement or disagreement even around the characters. And so one thing that I think we could throw at this as well is that a brand is our gut feeling about your product, service, or organization. You know, as an audience, it's how we feel about what you and your people create or do. And so the question is, if I'm a coach or trainer, do I build personal brand, as in my name, brand around my name, my personal reputation, or do I build business brand around the name of my business? And I see this all the time, people who are, uh, either starting out in their business or they're looking to ramp up their content creation and they have these two different places and they're not sure where to go or how to sort of present themselves. So the first thing we need to recognize is that actually we don't have a choice. So we're building both regardless of whether we know it or not because Brand is heavily linked to reputation. It's this gut feeling that we have. And we're always creating a feeling. We're always creating reputation around ourselves personally and professionally if we're in business. So that's the first thing is that we're doing both. So this is amplified even more by the level of connection and online engagement that we have. Now in 2020, a lot of people listening to this will be active on two, three, four, five different platforms and hyperactive on one or two, meaning you know, 10, 50, 100 times a day on some of these platforms. So there's a lot of connectivity, there's a lot of uh, updating, there's a lot of content, there's a lot of engagement and this all plays into brand. So both are being built and both are active. Now the question is, do we recognize this and do we consciously work to build on these? And if so, on what side, personal or the professional side? This, when we think of the two, a lot of people can really come to terms with the business side. So building professional brand or, brand or business brand makes a lot of sense. Personal brand, you get a lot of questions around authenticity and how do I show up and these sorts of things. One a uh, concept that I want to share or talk about before I kick off, because I've got five little thoughts to share on this stuff is 
a concept by a, a guy named James Cass who wrote a book, Finite and Infinite Games, back in the 1980s. Really great book. I've talked about it before. And he frames up two different ways of looking at life or things in life. One is through finite games and one is through infinite games. And if we have a finite game approach, we're looking at things through the lens of drama. So we're playing the role, whatever that may be, fully. If we look at things through an infinite game lens, we're playing the game to play the game. So this is a more theatrical way of looking at something. So for example, if I'm a doctor or a lawyer, if I'm looking at it through the finite game view or lens or a dramatic point of view, then I'm fully the doctor or fully the lawyer. It is my full identity, is my ego, everything is attached to this. And if I look at it through the theatrical lens or an infinite game approach, then I am playing the role of the lawyer or the doctor. And there's this slight level of detachments which allows for creativity. And in the concept of personal branding, it allows us to recognize that we are playing these roles in life. That yes, I work with small businesses. Yes, I'm a small business coach. Yes, I work with people on mindset to get the most out of their business, their work, their relationships. And I'm more than a coach. I'm more than this. I'm more than the Access Potential Academy program. I am something greater. This is a role. This is something that I do that I'm passionate about. This is my work. And so when we recognize this, we can now go back to this concept of personal brand and go, okay, cool. This is a gut feeling that people have about me. I can play an active role in this. I can, I can influence this. I can create content that may spur on certain feelings or may create certain reputations. So I thought that's worth framing up because this can be sticky for a lot of people. Overall, though, what we're looking at for both of these is this concept of brand strategy. And it's recognizing that we are going to show up in a way that would help to evoke a feeling that could build or maintain brand or reputation that would serve us, that becomes an asset for us, for ourselves personally and for ourselves in the business world as well with our work. All right, so let's look at five points to help unlock this stuff and make it really simple, really clear. Number one, if you are doing nothing, then just start with one of them. Don't do both. To build brand requires the creation of experiences. It requires content creation. It requires some sort of events. It requires something. You need to put energy in to build brand, right? You need to do work to build brand. And it's on an ongoing basis. So if you're not doing any work, don't try to then suddenly build two different brand brands, two different brand fronts, your business and your personal coming from nothing because your nervous system won't be ready for that amount of output. Go back and listen to my previous podcast around that if you want to. Uh, that amount of exposure, and I see this all the time. People with multiple accounts trying to figure out the best way to strategize across them and to show up in all of them. I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm saying if you're doing none, 
start with one because it's going to allow you to be consistent and build frequency, which we're going to talk about next. All right, so that's the first one. Number two, boundaries, consistency, and frequency all matter. All right, so boundaries. This is what you do and what you don't do. This is what you share and what you don't share. Without boundaries, there's this feeling of infinite creative freedom. But there's a dark side to that because when we have infinite freedom, we actually find it really hard as humans to move forward at all. So a boundary creates a framework in which I can operate and build brand. So personally, so I can give you some context here, I have boundaries around what I share and what I don't share as I build personal brand. So I have a very cute dog, Staffy. Uh, she's very photogenic. And I don't share pictures of my cute Staffy. It would get engagement. It would get comments. It would get likes. It would get all of this stuff. But it's not in line with brand. So engagement isn't necessarily the only thing you're after. I personally don't share relationship uh, insights and status and photos and wedding updates and things of this nature because it's just outside of the boundaries that I've chosen. Each person will have different boundaries. Some people will want to show pictures of their kids every day. Others will not. Okay, so it's really important to set these boundaries up because once they're in place, you have clarity. And with clarity, you can move fast, right? You can, you can get the work done. So that's important. Consistency is very important. This basically means you don't miss a beat. We, we really appreciate consistency. If you're doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, stick to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you're doing daily, then you need to show up daily. Whatever your consistency or your, your frequency is, you need to stick to that with consistency because this helps to fortify brand. Particularly if you're trying to evoke the feeling of consistency. So for example, if I'm a doctor, a lawyer, I'm in a, in a vocation or a job or a business which is leveraged on trust and authority and consistency, then I would really want to maintain this through brand and through the frequency and being consistent with my work. So consistency is very important. Finally, frequency is very important as well. Frequency is going to be uh, related to not just the platform that you choose, but also the depth of your work and content. So very quickly on this, if you're using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, even LinkedIn, you could have a short life cycle for your content, 24, 48, 72 hours. So your frequency would match the platform you would be creating content every 24, 48, 72 hours at a minimum because of the, the natural life cycle in those platforms. If you're doing a long form documentary movie that evokes a certain feeling, you may be just doing this once per year. This is a high impact piece of content which will build brand and reputation. So you won't need to do it as much. So it makes a lot of sense. If you're doing long form blog posts with a lot of depth, not so frequent. If you're doing short form content, 
uh, and that's your only strategy. You're going to be ne needing to be frequent to build this brand. So the last thing is on that frequency piece, frequency and consistency helps to build what's called brand salience, which is our tendency to think about your brand at time of purchase. So it's kind of like front of mind element when I go to purchase. So we see a lot of, you know, Coca-Cola signs out there. Um, this kind of general reminder sort of brand marketing that helps to boost brand salience. Okay, number three, humanize. Okay, so this is me speaking. I'm not a brand strategist. I'm not a brand identity expert. This is me sharing contextual experience from the last 10 or 12 years, starting and running a running retail store, which was heavily business brand. Uh, and then the gym in Melbourne, which is a service-based business, heavily business brand. And then my work currently now, of course I run the Access Potential Academy program, heavily personal branded, which is a newer shift for me. So number three is humanize it, whether it's the business branding or personal brand, bring context, bring storytelling in, show some behind the scenes, elevate the staff, the people behind there, the origin story. Let us into it a little bit to allow us to build resonance and trust you as a business. If it's personal brand, similar thing. What does some context you could share? What's a life story? What's, you know, why did you get into doing what you do? Show us a little bit more about the human behind the work. Uh, you know, one option here is to pick two or three interests that you enjoy outside of your main work and integrate this stuff into your work as well. So for me, while I have boundaries around what I share, say, in terms of relationships or in terms of my dog or family on social media because it's not part of brand, I will share things around spearfishing or adventure or travel uh, or, you know, training, for example, because these are part of my life story and these make up a few of the smaller brand nuances that I choose to share to humanize the brand. So I hope that makes sense. Notice there were two or three or four things, not 50. People probably don't care about what I had for breakfast or about you know, everything that I'm feeling or about every little thought that pops into my head or you know, every single minute. There's, there's a lot in there that's not relevant to my brand that I don't need to share and that choice to not share all of that stuff is not inauthenticity or it's not inauthentic okay so it's not a lack of authenticity to choose to not share certain things and i think that's important to note and remember number four remember it's the feeling right it's the feeling that your work evokes and this is going to come through the whole user experience it's not just the content so what do i mean by that does your stuff feel reliable you know, does it feel consistent? Does it feel authoritative? Does it feel fun or easygoing? What do you, how do you want it to feel? What's the emotion you want to evoke with your brand? And is this coming through your content and your pieces and your tone and your, and your colorways? 
it's if you want to feel easygoing and light as a brand, and that's part of your story and who you are and your tone, then having very sharp, strict colorways and being very um, stringent on your content or very particular may not match that narrative or that feeling. So it's an overall feeling, you know, and that's important because that's going to come into the consistency, the frequency, the tone, what you choose to share, your boundaries, all of it. That's why it's a little bit tricky because brand is not tangible and it's not something that we dictate as much as we can try to influence because remember the brand belongs to the audience. It's the feeling that is evoked in them. Number five, be ready to break things. Okay, so when things are working, be ready to change it up. This is innovation. A lot of people are looking what's happening with the COVID-19 situation and you're seeing a lot of pivots. Innovation, yeah, maybe a little bit. Most of it, though, is back against the wall adaptation. In a, in a time of um, extreme scarcity, when you look at the previous business model. So the business, the previous business model no longer works because of the restrictions in place. So a pivot needed to happen. The other way of looking at innovation or kind of a, the more creative or abundant way of looking at innovation is this concept of innovating when things are still working. And this is sort of like, um, you may have a, a certain campaign or a certain tone or a certain way of doing your podcast or a certain way of doing your layouts and then you flip and you change it up and you bring something new in. Now you're not going to change the whole brand strategy because that's really significant stuff that's pretty much hinged to your business but you could change some of the smaller aspects of perhaps brand identity or perhaps like a little, you know, um, avenue of what it is that you're creating a little arm of the brand you know it could be a series it could be you know a limited release it could be something different that you decide to do for the sake of newness of innovation of creativity this keeps you relevant it keeps it fun it keeps it interesting and engaging rather than boring and dead if you continue to just stick with what's working okay personal and personal brand and business brand little bit different, right? One's more hinged to the business, one's more hinged to the personal reputation. We talked about humanizing either of them. So if you're humanizing the business brand, it's bringing people in from the staff, that kind of thing. So we're blurring the lines a little bit here, but now let's go specific. So if you're a contractor and you're, or a trainer or a coach, you're working in a facility that's not yours, that somebody else owns, somebody else is building, it's very obvious that they're trying to build a business brand around this as well. You're going you're gonna to start to want to build personal brand as of yesterday, right? So you're starting to ramp up content creation. Now, side note, if you are stuck on that, go to my website, scroll down, look at, uh, it's called The Machine. It's an ebook, PDF. You can download it. Six different ways to humanize your content creation. Anyway, you're going to want to ramp up your content on various platforms and Find your, find your voice, find your individual tone, start to share your story, share your own contextual content, what's going on for you, great. 
Now, make sure that there's alignment with your stuff and the, the content or the brand look and feel, the tone of the people that you're working for or alongside. Now, this is important. I'm not talking about the person who's working as an accountant and trying to break away and become a yoga teacher. That's different because the side platform that you'll be building is based around yoga primarily. So there's not going to be a lot of congruence between your new work or brand strategy and the accounting firm. I'm talking to the person who is a coach or trainer or practitioner already in the field that they choose and is working alongside or under someone who owns the facility. This is important. One, if there's alignment between your general tone or your general brand or where you're going or the main pillars and the place or people that you work with or for, then it's going to show that you're on purpose. It's going to show that you're in the right place. It's going to show that you're working towards where you want to go and you're part of this bigger crew. It's going to show affiliation with this other brand who's hopefully in a strong position. Number two, it's going to be helpful for you because it's going to allow the business owner to use your content and elevate your content, which is going to give you a platform and help you find followers. Okay, I'll reframe that from the other side. If you're the business owner, it's important for you to encourage your contractors, employees, staff to build brand, personal brand, because it's an asset for them going forward. Uh, and because you can then highlight or showcase their content to help elevate them as a leader, which is great for you as a business. We talk a lot more about this in the APA program. This is getting into a kind of group connection dynamics, but allowing you to elevate your staff, which is great for your culture. And also it's going to give you some new organic content that you can use. Okay, so I'll say that last bit again, because it's really important. If you're the coach, the practitioner, the trainer, creating content that's in line with the brand of the people that you work with or alongside or work for is going to be powerful because they can use that content, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a Instagram story, LinkedIn article, and they can share that same content and they can proudly share your work because there's great alignment. So it also will help them build brand. This has a double positive impact for the business owner because it helps to elevate the staff member or the coach as a leader, which fortifies the culture in your business. Okay, so long story short, we want everyone building brand and we want there to be enough alignment for the owners to be able to share the content of the staff and coaches. And as the staff or coach, you want to be creating your own stuff and bringing, infusing in your own story, your own interests into there as well. All right, so to recap it just quickly. Yes, you want to be working on brand. It is important. A lot goes into brand. It's how we feel about your work and what you do. So yes, it's color. Yes, it's logo. Yes, it's look and feel. Yes, it's tone. It's frequency, consistency. It's how you show up. It's how you reply to messages. It's how you smile when you're taking the client through their first session. It's how you reply to, you know, a voicemail. There were five aspects that we want to consider. 
If you're not doing anything, then just start with one. Don't start with two because you don't have the energetic capital to do both at once at the very beginning uh, if you're like 99% of the people out there. I see a lot of people who are trying to attack two at once and basically you're gonna be better off on doubling down into one, building the consistency and frequency, getting nice alignment and building something that we start to recognize and, uh, and then maybe moving into the second. If you're the contractor, the trainer, the coach, you're almost always going to be building personal brand for, first and foremost. If you're the business owner, the creator, the co-founder, you don't want to elevate yourself in the personal sense, you're going to be building business brand first and foremost. And this is a strategy that needs to be shared amongst all other co-owners. Uh, it needs to be communicated with staff because the, the effectiveness here is dependent on everyone playing a role into the brand strategy. Okay, number two was boundaries, consistency, and frequency really matter. Get clear on this early so that you can stick to it. It makes life a lot easier. Number three, humanize. Behind the scenes, storytelling, origin story, contextual content. Go check out the PDF on the site, the machine, to get these six types broken down for you, right? Number four, remember, it's the gut feeling, you know? It's not just the content, but it's how it feels. Does it feel reliable? Does it feel consistent? Are you doing what you say you're going to be doing? Does it feel authoritative? Does it feel fun? Is it going? Does it feel how you want it to feel? Number five, be ready to break things. Break it. Something might be working, you're doing it for six months, change it, do something else, try, try different things. Uh, I talk about this as always be testing. And if something's working really well, it's been going for a long time, that's great. Probably the best time to change it up, tweak it, bring something new in is right at that time while it's working, while it's still going. Uh, we don't wanna wait till we're in a place of desperation before we innovate and are forced to innovate radically. We wanna be continuously looking towards innovation. And then the last little point was alignment. You know, if you're a contractor, trainer, coach, creating content that brings out your individuality, shares your personal story, is really, really important. And looking for some alignment between your work, your brand, your content, and that of the business that you work for is powerful too because it gives them an impetus to share your work, which helps to elevate you as a creator. And I think the final thing really is just to remember that, you know, brand is, especially personal brand, is so heavily linked to reputation. You know, if you're, if you're not replying to messages and direct messages or comments on social platforms, if you're not replying to emails, if you haven't called a prospect back, if you're late to meetings, if you're canceling meetings, this is all brand and you are creating something that you may not consciously want to be doing. So it, it's reflected that the more engaged we become on social and the more transparent our lives become, the more that brand is reflected in everything that we do because the way it's going, it's all there for people to see. So that's pretty much it. As I said, I'm not a brand strategist. I'm not a brand identity expert. 
However, this is these are some of my own experiences, some of my own thoughts with my own businesses, uh, you know, retail service, and now with the coaching and the Access Potential Academy. And also a lot of the stuff that I see with people, I see a lot of confusion and a lot of difficulty, particularly in those early stages. Um, and there doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's all about getting started and getting clear on that strategy at the beginning. That's it. I think if you have any specific questions and you want to send them through, whether it's your own work, your own brand or your business, and you're not sure you're doing both, and you're not really clear on how to go about that, or you feel like both trying to tackle both is holding you back, uh, send me an email, john at johntmarsh.com, just reach out. And I can take a little look and let you in on how it makes me feel, right? Because the feedback that a lot of us seek is from the market, from the people on the other side. And uh, we can go from there. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Enjoy the brand strategy work and the creation. And I always look forward to seeing what you guys put out. See you on the next episode. <laughs>